the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hello and welcome to Pet Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. And Patrick, this show makes me feel so happy! Whoa, hey man, calm down. Your emotions seem to be a little out of control, Pat. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do this show if you cry. Stop crying! Don't tell me what to do! All right. We're talking about Sarek. <laughs> Sarek. It's an episode where emotions run wild. Oh, yeah, they do. It reminds me of that episode we saw probably around season two with Lexiana Troy. Yeah. Yeah, where she... She made everyone horny? Yeah, this is a bit different, but yeah. kind of the same, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, a similar structure. Mm-hmm. A Vulcan appears on the ship and has some dementia that makes everyone really pissed all the time. So I think that Wesley Jordy exchange is one of my favorites. Oh man, I thought they were gonna fight. <laughs> Wesley hit a blind guy. <laughs> and a blind guy hit a kid. I know. Anyway, fun fact, Sarek is yeah. in this episode. Right? That's Spock's dad. Spoiler. Oh spoiler. Yeah. Oh, okay. We are watching original series right now. Yeah, we are, and I I do know that Sarek shows up as a character. I was not aware that was his dad. Yeah, that's his father. Huh. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. The other one is, and I know I'm double dipping into fun facts a little bit. Oh here. no. First time that you've ever seen a Vulcan mind meld. It is, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that before. Staple of Star Trek. It is? Oh, okay. Very, very overused on Voyager. Oh, all I'm right. I'm putting that out there. They do it too many times on Voyager, and it's not unique and fun anymore. Oh, is it like the neck pinch? Is that like one of those <laughs> Vulcan things you just got to know? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. For Patrick's log, this came out May 14th, 1990. And I know last time we had a, we had a lot of fun with the Patrick's log. It was uh, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> this one is not so fun. This is about the trial of Ivan Terrible, uh, a guy named John Jamanjuk, who was an auto worker in Ohio, who was discovered to be a really, like, horrible, murderous concentration camp guard. Wait, what? Yep. He, he, they found this guy. He was a Ukrainian immigrant, and he was working in this auto shop, and People that had like survived the Holocaust were like, "Holy shit, that's the guy that like killed my friends at Treblinka," and it turns out, yeah, it w- he was the guy. Oh my god! And he got like extradited to Israel for a while. He got put on trial, and I think like in Israel, yeah. And I oh, think okay. they couldn't get enough evidence or something like that, and it got overturned. And this is his appeal. So it says in Jerusalem, the trial judges who convicted retired Ohio auto worker John Demanjuk of killing Jews at a World War II death camp were biased, his attorney said today in court arguments, appealing the war crimes conviction. In April 1988, a three-judge panel found that Jamanjuk was a brutal guard known as Ivan the Terrible, who operated gas chambers at the Treblinka death camp in Poland from 1942 to 1943. And it was this long, drawn-out thing. He didn't get convicted until he eventually was extradited to Germany in, like, 2009 or something. And... 
he like got convicted and got sentenced, but something happened with the appeals and he died during that process. Right. Well, he'd be super old by then. Yeah. So he never actually went to prison for it. Oh, wow. He was just appealing all over the world. Uh, and I've remembered this story because Pat Buchanan, like to this day, says that it, he wasn't the guy. And it was like, no, he was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the guy. It was him. If he's going around the world appealing this, is he in jail? He, so he died a few years ago. Okay. But no, he never went to jail. So he's still just living his life. In this in this time, 1990, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he was like on trial for basically 20 years in like four different countries because it's kept coming up and he kept appealing and like fleeing to some other country and then getting extradited. So it was just this long process. And I think he may have spent some time in jail, but he never went to prison for it. Gotcha. Yeah. And he eventually just like died of old age. But yeah. Well, that's super messed up. Yep. And can you go back to fun facts about the, uh, I'm uh, sorry, <laughs> new kids on the block or yep. what are the Backstreet Boys doing? I don't know. I don't think they're born yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, they're born by this point. Yeah, they'd had to be. Yeah. Little yep. babies. Backstreet babies. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to be a downer. <laughs> but this is a pretty big this, downer of an episode. It well. is. Yeah. And it's about like a lot of the diplomatic stuff that you see in Star Trek mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm kind of. Expected to see at this point. But I gotta be honest, it's kind of boring in this episode. Uh, it's another bottle episode. It's like mm-hmm. entirely on the ship. Um, the way it's introduced is that this guy's Sarek. He's a Vulcan. And the Enterprise is supposed to host this really important um, diplomatic uh, treaty thing with uh, this other race called the Lagarans. We never see them. They're They're just some alien race that we don't really know anything about, or at least I don't. We know one thing. They love goo. They love multicolored goo. Yeah. And uh, dim walls. So we know two things, at least. And no oh, furniture. They hate three furniture. <laughs> so those are the three things that we know about And that's them. about it. And the premise is, is that uh, Sarek is this guy who's like a legend. And he's been working all of his life to get this treaty signed. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened yet, but now is the big day. We, we see Picard. And Riker, and they're in dress uniform, so we know that this guy is important. And they're talking about how, like, they're intimidated by him. And if Picard is intimidated by somebody, then you know that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. And he does mention, like, just casually, he was like, I met him at his son's wedding. So I'm wondering if his son is Spock, that that is who he's talking about. It is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Unless he has another son. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's Spock, though. We That has to be a reference to Spock. Right. So Picard think. was at Spock's wedding, mm-hmm. and he met Sarek one time, and he was like, I couldn't speak. I was so tongue-tied. Mm. So that's how intimidating this He's guy's reputation dude. is. Yeah. He helped shape the Federation and the way it functions today. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that we know is that uh, Sarek is probably going to retire after this. Mm-hmm. This is like his swan song. This one is, last job. Yep, one last job. <laughs> so <laughs> they go into the transporter room, and these two other guys who are not Sarek uh, show up. This guy, Key Mandrasana and Sakath. Sarek, not Sarek. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so they explain, look, man, Sarek is about to arrive, but you got to understand, he's old as hell. He's going to want to do stuff. Just don't let him do stuff. Put him in his room and let him rest. This mission is so important. And Picard's like, well, man, we had this Mozart 
uh, con- concert planned for him, and we had all this stuff planned. And they're like, look, just don't do it. Let him go to his room and let him sleep. That's all he needs. I'm just warning you. Mm-hmm. Don't screw this up. So like, okay, well, I guess we'll do that. Whatever you want. Yeah. We're and here to be good partners. Yeah, Sarek shows up, and his wife is there. She is a human. I forget her name. They barely I, acknowledge they her barely existence, acknowledge her existence so I totally blanked on her name. Mm. I apologize for that. <laughs> They're just going, oh, Sarek, Sarek. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my wife, by the way. Yeah, the <laughs> one I call my wife. I right, believe. yeah. I and, can't remember her name either. Right. They talked to her like two times. Yeah. And you'd think that she'd be really important because she's like the human bridge to the Vulcan mind, basically. But no. This is the Sarek show. <laughs> uh, they kind of, uh, it takes some convincing, but they get him to go to his quarters and, and or agree to eventually rest. He does seem, though, that he, he wants to do stuff. Well, on the way, he does ask yeah. to see the conference room. He, and he, yeah, and uh, before he goes into the conference room, we see Wesley and Jordy getting stuff ready in it, and they're working over this little, like vat of goo. Oh, yes. And Wesley mentions that he has a date, and Jordy's like, hey, man, great job. Who's it with? And he's like, oh, it's so-and-so. He's like, hey, she's really attractive. I'm surprised at you. He's like, what, you didn't think I could? He's like, no, that you'd have the nerve to ask her out. Way to go. <laughs> and then he shakes his hand. I know. God, he's such a nerd. It's like, oh, you two nerds. <laughs> While they're doing this, Sarek comes in, and he's looking throughout the room, and he is not happy with what he sees. No, sir. He's like, we can't have furniture here. They hate furniture. We The walls are too bright. Get that goo right or something. Like He's <laughs> just pointing out every... He is mad. Oh, and yeah. people are kind of surprised. Well, Vulcans don't show emotion right. like that. Exactly. This is not normally how they act. Mm-mm. And Picard and Riker are like, well, okay. Um, kind of weird that this guy is uh, not really as sick as we thought he was. He seems to be fine. And, and seems to be a real ball buster. Seems, yeah, he's busting our balls really hard. <laughs> What's this guy's deal? And, uh, yeah, they, they got to cancel this concert. And he's like, yeah, it sucks. I I really wanted Sarek to be there. I, I feel like he would have liked it. Well, they're not going to cancel the concert. Right. They're just going to not have their not have their guest of honor there. Yeah. Uh. So Counselor Troy is like, well, look, just have his wife, uh, Perrin. Perrin, I think is her name. Ah, yes. Uh, bring Perrin, and she she will bring him to come. Right. She will either convince him, or when she goes, he's going to go too. You know, there's another entity in that room that's a person right has emotion exactly and wants to do things yeah good suggestion troy <laughs> they go and they talk to perrin and uh they're like look maybe if you could talk to him and just get him to come to this concert we really want him to come to the concert we don't think he's that sick you know we saw him mm-hmm. come on he's fine <laughs> uh and they're like okay well yeah if he wants to go i'll bring him and then they leave and Sarek is like, look, please get out of here. Just don't have people bother me. I need solitude. I've, I've got to meditate. Um, so he does want to stay at this point. Mm-hmm. Then we're back in the conference room, and Jordy 
and uh, Wesley, they're still working on this goo pit. I don't know what the deal is with this thing. It apparently requires a ton of maintenance because they're <laughs> still there. Got to get the temperature just right. And they're just like, they're bickering. And then it gets into a screaming match, basically, because Wes, uh, Jordy's like, yeah, nothing's going to happen on your date anyway. You might as well miss it. And Wesley's like, what do you know about girls? You just go on dates in the holodeck. Oh, zing, <laughs> oh right? damn. Yeah. And Whoa. then they like start to hit each other almost. And then Riker comes in. And he's like, what? What is happening? Yeah. Does something anyone want to tell me here? What's going on? And Jordy's like, nothing. Just fighting with a kid. Was he's like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> they are pissed at each other. I've never seen this. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, y'all are each other's only friends. <laughs> Besides Data. Yeah. You need to cool it, guys. And Data's practicing to play Mozart at a concert. Yeah. He can't deal with this bullshit. <laughs> And when I'm watching this, I'm thinking, maybe it's the goo that's doing this. Right. It's- Guys, get away from that goo. <laughs> it sure seems like Because it. that's the one constant. When Sarek came in the room, he was acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. When these two were hanging around the goo pit. And so I'm like, mm, it's got to be the goo. <laughs> got to be it. Mm, interesting. But we don't know anything yet. No. So Picard, Riker, uh, they're going to this concert. And out on their way there, they're talking to Worf. And apparently someone uh, had some incident, some insubordination is what they're talking about. So other people got mad, too. We don't know who this guy is. It's something that happened off screen. But right. this is just establishing that this is going around the ship, whatever it is. Then Sarek and his all of his retinue, they, they come in. And they're going to attend the concert. Yay! So that's cool. And Picard is introducing Data, everybody. Data is going to play the solo in this. Mm-hmm. Which is funny to me because didn't Picard like insult Data's plane at one point? Oh yeah, to his face. Well, I also thought it was interesting because he's naming different violinists, right? And ask them what version they want to hear, and I'm like, well, then that gets rid of the whole point of going to a concert. I know, but Perrin is just like, yeah, played like this guy, and he's like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and I made this joke as we were watching it, but it feels like, oh, well, just pop in the CD. Exactly. That's because you're, you're watching doing. a robot play. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, it, it was strange. But there you go. Well, as we're watching it, um, you know, it's this nice performance, this little concerto. And uh, Sarek's guys are looking over at him. And they're like, what are they looking at? And then it goes to Sarek's face, and he's crying. Troy notices it. I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone else does from the Enterprise. But... Yeah, Vulcan's- Picard does. Oh, he does. Picard looks over his shoulder. Oh, okay. Well, Perrin Beverly does it. Yeah, Perrin (laughs) takes Sarek out. Yeah, uh, Vulcans aren't supposed to cry. I know that much. No, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, and the big thing is, it's not that Vulcans don't feel emotion. They've adapted where they they suppress them so much that right. they don't because their feel emotions them. are so powerful. Right. Exactly. All right. They'd be Romulans. Oh, those guys are jerks. <laughs> but they're cousins. They're oh, space cousins. Oh, okay, that's right. So yeah, uh, Sarek starts crying, and they uh, Perrin, his wife, takes him out. Uh, the next scene, we see Wesley Crusher going to Dr. Crusher's office, and they're just having a normal chat, and then it just gets really mean. Like, Dr. Crusher just starts being really, really mean to him, and then hits him. Slaps the kid! Slaps him in his face! In the future, that's got to be real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's child abuse. Right. Yeah. It's like, people don't spank anymore, really. No. Uh, or that's... And it's know, only 2017! That's a changing trend that, you know, but... Uh, 
when I was growing up, people definitely did. Right. <laughs> I think like several, many, many generations in the future, this is going to be like insane. Right. Exactly. This is going to be a crazy thing to do to your kid. Right. And Dr. Crusher, I think, recognizes that because next we see her talking to Counselor Troy about it. She was like, I've never done this before. I don't know what happened. And Troy says, this is interesting that you bring this up to me because I've heard this from 10 other people. Today alone. Yeah. Just anger washing over someone. Mm-hmm. And Sudden rage. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but something is up on this ship. Uh, so Sakath is getting the tour on the bridge from Data. And he, he asks, like, hey, um, just hypothetical question. Let's yeah, just say Sarek is uh, not able to do this negotiation, right? Picard, do you think you could cover for him? Do you think that's possible? <laughs> and they're like, uh, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I thought Sarek was going to do the negotiation. Is, is there something we should know? And then Sa- Sakath is just like, no, no, I'm just, uh, just... Just thinking, just thinking out loud. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. Thanks for the tour. I'll see you later. Yeah, see and you. runs out of the room. <laughs> yeah, like, what? He's terrible at this. Right. He's so bad at covering up yeah. something obviously bad that's happening. Yeah, totally. And, and it only gets worse on this shit because then we see uh, in 10 Forward. Oh, my God. This scene, this is, scene is awesome. Great. And I like to imagine that Miles O'Brien was not actually affected by the thing, <laughs> this is just what he does. Right. <laughs> because Miles O'Brien, is he's getting a drink from the bar. He goes to his table, and someone has taken it. And mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, excuse me, it's my table. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't see your name on it. He's like, ah, fuck you. And they just <laughs> start fighting. <laughs> Did your mom teach you any manners? <laughs> yeah. That's a bad Irish uh, Just accent. imagine, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very sorry that this podcast with two guys named Pat, we are both awful <laughs> at Irish accents. It probably shouldn't be that way, but that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Pretend that that was what you heard. <laughs> but yeah, huge bar fight. Oh my god! People got thrown point, into tables and dude, yeah. people would have died. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. that one guy. He like grabs one of the oh one god. of the red shirts by by the back of the yeah. collar and slams him into the bar. You would killed someone. That with guy that. would be dead. Yeah, yeah. Murders happening in ten forward. I know, but and that, where's Gaiden? I know. Nowhere to be seen. Nope. I don't know if she could have broken this up. This is just. This is insane. Mm-hmm. It, it is an all-out brawl between, like, 50 people. And then Riker and Worf come in, and they can't break it up. Well, and uh, the dialogue between Worf and Riker on their way in is how Worf just got into a fight with somebody. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. You know, it just kind of happened. Right. Well, when and you're listening Ri- to Worf talk about this, like yeah. you're like, yeah, that sounds like something he'd do. <laughs> and then Riker turns to him and says, um, don't you feel like everyone's a little frazzled? On the ship recently, right? And then the door opens, and it's, it's the like, brawl. Yeah, <laughs> great scene. It was great. Well, my favorite scene, I think, of this episode. Yeah, and then uh, the next scene is where they're cleaning up from all this, and they're like, "Wow, uh, it's a uh, Picard, Riker, Troy, a couple other people." They're like, "Huh, this is uh, this is pretty weird, <laughs> right?" Like, Remember this season keeps one happening. W- Season one when there was no conflict between humans at all? Right, yeah. Now it seems <laughs> like it's happening all the time. And Troy and Dr. Crusher, they kind of narrow in on this thing called Bendy Syndrome, which is, it happens to Vulcans when they're older, like mm-hmm. really old. They said over the age of 200. Uh, and it's kind of like dementia, basically. They just lose control over their ability to control emotions. Right. So all those crazy extremely intense emotions that Vulcans feel, they just start to come out. 
But since Vulcans also have, also have telepathic ability, it gets projected onto other people. Right. So that's what we've been seeing, is uh, Sarek's dementia is being projected all over the ship, and it's making people fight each other and experience intense emotions. Yeah, at least with Lexiana Troy, everybody fell in love. Right. Yeah, this is only negative emotions. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's not good on a, on a spaceship. They got to figure a way uh, to solve this, not just for that, though, but because they have a uh, this council with the Lagarins coming up. And Sarek is the only person that can negotiate it. And if his mind is gone, this his life's work is ruined. Mm-hmm. And I assume it has some other implications for the Federation, but it's never really clear what. <laughs> so, yeah, it's because he, he's got this Bendy syndrome. He won't be able to ne- to do this negotiation, but they can't know for sure mm-hmm. because they have to do a test, and it would take several days. And Picard's like, "Well, we have twelve hours. That's when this thing is." So he goes to uh, Mendrosen, who's one of the aides that came with him, and Picard is like, "Look, we think this is what he has." And Mendrosen's like, "That's impossible. There's no way." He just refuses to believe that he has this syndrome. Which is so dumb because we know he has it. Right. And we know they know. Yep. And he can't like he can't negotiate with him. And he just like gets up and leaves. So Data goes and talks to Sakath, the other aide. And Sakath eventually admits, I've been using my telepathic ability to keep him in check uh-huh. as best I can. It clearly has not been working. But yeah, that he has it. Yep. He admits it. And yeah, like they got to go confront Sarek about it. Picard does not want to do it. No, it makes him very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Because keep in mind, he's intimidated by this guy, one. And you're confronting a legend. Yeah. It'd be like meeting Carter or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody. <laughs> I guess that's not true. I Who was a very powerful, influential politician? You went with Jimmy life? Carter? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still alive, right? Yeah, I actually, And kind of crazy. That's my thinking. Yeah, I, I did meet him, actually. Oh, he's okay. a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, it seems nice. <laughs> I know, bad reverence. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of who would be somebody who is from, like, yesteryear. Oh, so like good. an elder statesman. Yeah, exactly. You know, you go, you go and you meet them, and they're like, you got to tell them that they have dementia, <laughs> and they're all messed up, and they got to retire. Right. Yeah, that would suck. Oh, it'd be rough. So, uh, but Picard's got to do it. He doesn't find Sarek initially. He finds Perrin, and mm-hmm. he's trying to convince her. And she is like, look, Bendy syndrome is a myth. Um, it's impossible for him to have it. And Picard's like, look, look, he does. Just trust me on it. And uh, he gets Sakath to admit, yeah, I've been using my abilities to keep him in check. I'm sorry. So finally, Picard has to go talk to Sark himself about it and have this long uh, argument where Sark is just refusing to admit to himself that he has it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to find like flaws in Picard's logic about it and needle him on all this stuff. And finally, like he is able to convince him that you've got this disease, you've got this conference with the Lagarans, we're going to have to try to put it off as best we can. I mean, he's not hearing it. It's a really long sequence that, mm-hmm. frankly, was kind of boring. Yeah. Because you're watching Debate Club <laughs> for, like, five minutes. Yeah. There's a few scenes like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he what he does is Picard just pisses him off. 
and he gets him to react violently, like mm-hmm. really, really mad. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that. Well, he's just yelling, illogical! Yeah. Illogical! Right. And you're like, um... Yeah, it's like, buddy. oh, by the way, I also saw you crying, too. How about Illogical! that? Yeah. And he's like, oh. I feel no emotion. Yeah, and at first he denies it, and then he's like, well, it's just one tear. He's like, yeah, is it normal for Vulcans to cry? I don't think it is. That's a yeah, uh, yeah. It, He just creates this cr- this out-of-bounds reaction, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to admit to himself and to Picard, yeah, I think I do have Bendy syndrome. Yep. I got to do something about this. So, should have gone to a doctor years ago. Yeah, should have should have gotten this checked out. Yeah, but yeah, he's he has to admit that um, he's not able to do the negotiations. That's the other thing. And he he mentioned he was working on this for ninety three years, ninety three years, wow. and he's got to give it up. But there is one way that this might be saved, and Picard offers to do a mind meld. Ugh. Yeah, which I have not seen before. Yeah. So this isn't a tired trope to me. Yet. Yeah, it's an, an it's an interesting move, certainly. Um, this is the only time I've seen it where they mind meld and then go their separate ways. Usually mm-hmm. it's a way of reading someone's mind. That's the telepathic abilities that we're talking about earlier in the episode. When yeah. you see them usually manifested, the Vulcan is doing the mind meld to figure out what the other person knows. Ah, uh, okay. What they do say, though... Sarek says that, like, you got to understand, when I do this mind meld, there's a terrible intimacy. Like, you will experience all of my thoughts, everything that I've felt, every bad thought, every good thought, but you will experience it intensely, and it will not be comfortable for you. So are you sure you want to go through with this? And Picard's like, it is the only logical solution. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to do this uh, conference with the Lagarans and actually they only trust him too yeah because like Picard tried to alright so we saw him try to uh, postpone it and they said well nope uh, it took three months of negotiations just, just to get the schedule down right we can't postpone it and he's like okay can someone else do it it's like they only will listen to Sarek so he has to put himself in physical and emotional danger in order for this conference to happen now, my main problem up to this point, I have no idea what the stakes are. Right. I don't know who the Lagarans are. I don't really care. No. Um, I don't what know. are they doing? Yeah. I mean, why do they need I don't to know negotiate? what ha- They're just the MacGuffin. They're just right. this thing that they need. But it is kind of important to me, anyway, why they have to have this conference in the first place. Mm-hmm. Other than it, Sarek really wants it. I just met Sarek. This is the first time I've seen it. I haven't watched the original series. So I'm just like, I don't care like i just don't do the conference is what i'm thinking but uh i have to suspend that disbelief to acknowledge that uh picard is putting himself in harm's way to do it to uh have the treaty with the goo people i guess it must be that important yeah i have no but, idea yeah. why I, I doubt that we're ever going to see the Lagarans come up again i don't know don't think so oh well, I'd remember that. They might meld for nothing then. <laughs> <laughs> no, for good. Yeah. In fact, we don't see them as good. Oh, okay. Because now they're part of the Federation, oh. and the Enterprise is off exploring. So more. that means that there's no problems with them. Right. All right. So uh, they go to Picard's chambers, and uh, Doctor Crusher is there, and Picard is thanking her for uh, for being present. He was like, "I just need." Uh, company here 
while this is happening because I've never done this before. It's apparently really dangerous. Sarek arrives is like, well, I see. Well, that- Beverly also says, uh, I do not advise for you yeah, to do this. She doesn't. She doesn't want it to happen, but she's like, what I'll do is I'll monitor the mm-hmm. situation and I'll make sure that you're all right. But that's the best I can do. I can't promise that you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Sarek arrives. He's like, well, I see you're ready. Uh, let's get started. But he does explain a little bit about like uh, the Vulcan emotional stuff, mm-hmm. where he's like, look. Um, uh, we learned to suppress our emotions because our emotions pretty much destroyed our society. Like, we we have these emotions, but you will experience them very intensely, and you're not going to like it. Right. Just want you to know. And he, like, puts his, uh, his hand on his face, and Picard's eyes open. So right now we know that something is happening. It's pretty intense. Like, we see... Uh, well, first we see Sarek just walking around. With a similar demeanor as a Picard. Yeah. Like he calls Riker number one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, very confident. Yeah. And uh, he's talking to Riker, and Riker's like, so you're going to do the... You're going to do the, do very the conference? Thing? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing. I, I feel great. And he's like, okay, Um, what about Picard? He's like, don't worry about Picard. And it, it seems, like, almost ominous, where he's just like, yeah, yeah he's fine. And he's like, okay, well... uh, it appears to have worked. He was like, the mind meld was an extraordinary success. And he and he walks back into his chambers. And I, I assume everything is fine. Yep. But in the next scene, we, we see, see Picard. Yeah. Oh, poor man. <laughs> oh, man. He, it's like he is a junkie or something. Right. He is shivering and he's like just babbling. Uh, one intense emotion to another. Yes. Love to hate. I think... This again, Patrick Stewart, great actor. Oh yeah, shows the emotional range he can pull off in such a quick scene. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He's crying at one point, mm-hmm. then he's yelling. Yeah, then he's feeling remorse towards showing love, towards not showing love to Perrin yes. and to Spock. Yes, because he's never showed shown love to his family. Right, and he and wants to be more tender with them. But is isn't that like not a Vulcan thing? What love? Yeah. Not to show it. That's right. So it was so repressed and now put into Picard. Okay. But he feels shame over that, or Sarek does. Yeah. That's weird because, like, culturally, that, that would not be a thing. Mm-mm. Well, maybe. Do you think yeah, because he's married? Sarek and Spock have a really strange relationship. Oh, okay. See, and Sarek's got a thing for human women. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. The second he's, human woman. He's married to Perrin. And that's his second wife. And both of his wives were human. Right. So maybe he's just kind of picked that up from the culture. Yeah. Okay. He must have. Yeah. Because I, I thought that was weird that he felt shame over not showing love. Just like, isn't he not supposed to? <laughs> like, yeah, but also he does have humans in his life, and he must appreciate when uh, it is being shown or, yeah. or something. I mean, why does he love these human women? Yeah. They're showing him point. love? Yeah, that's a good point. And why do these human women love him? Yeah, I like, well, they did when they were talking to uh, Perrin, where she was like, I'm an expert on the Vulcan mind. Like, I know that he doesn't have this. Like, they do clearly have a deep relationship. Yeah. They know each other really well, and they clearly love each other. But I don't know. It would be difficult to be in a relationship where someone does not show emotion. Right. That would be hard for me. Yes, it'd be hard for me, too. I feel like that would be hard for most humans. Sometimes Lauren's just sleepy, and I think she's mad. (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Their relationship has got to be very different from what we would consider Mm -hmm. um, 
a relationship, but they're able to make it work. So you know, good good for them. Yeah. But right now we're seeing Picard deal with just the raw, unfiltered emotion, and it looks tough to deal with. Yeah. He's just uh, breaking down, crying about how he wants to express love, and uh, at one point he's talking about how it's such a shame that this great mind is being degraded and. Nothing but dust and bones. Right. I thought was interesting. So, yeah. Uh, I was like, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, man, I hope this isn't permanent. <laughs> <laughs> he just basically gave Picard dementia. That's You're not right. good. Um, but eventually the link does go away. Yeah, after an hour. Okay. So he just has to experience this like intense withdrawal <laughs> symptoms, basically, and then mm-hmm. he's fine. But uh, he is now connected to Sarek. In a in a kind of intimate way, where so it's not the connection like, is permanent. Well, they're not linked, but he remembers going. He remembers Sarek's memories, mm-hmm. huh? And back and forth, like a mind. So meld, they're always going to remember it. They mind melded. They okay. became their minds became one for a period of time, and now new things getting entered into each other's minds aren't linked. But everything that got linked over that time period, or like from. That was relevant to this mind okay. meld is now in your brain. You remember it. Oh, all right. Mind melds are crazy, man. So while this is happening to Picard, though, the uh, the conference is going on, mm-hmm. and Sarek is able to handle it fine. Uh, I don't. What I don't know is, does he still is he still going to have the disease? This yeah, didn't cure he, him, did it? He has to, because he says something to Picard at the very end of the episode about how this is probably the last time they'll ever see each other because he's oh. got to go get some help. Oh, okay. So yeah, the last bit is after the the conference with the Lagarans, um he's gonna head over to this other ship and i assume to try to find treatment for this thing mm-hmm. and picard is telling a parent that i know for a fact sarek loves you he may not be able to show it but trust me i got up i got up in his head <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's there you know just just trust me that it is and she says, look, I, I know. You know, I know how he is. I, I went into a relationship with a Vulcan. Like, I, I get it. Right. Um, and Picard is telling Sarek uh, that, yeah, that we're going to be linked forever now. And it was an honor. And we're each going to carry a part of each other uh, wherever we go for the rest of our lives. And Picard says that uh, he got the better part of the bargain by having a piece of Sarek's mind. Mm-hmm. So he still has this intense um, uh, appreciation and respect for this guy who's basically a living legend to right. Starfleet. Like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> like like <laughs> Jimmy Carter, the one-term president. Uh, so uh, Picard says goodbye with the Vulcan salute, and uh, right before they disappear in the transporter, Sarek grabs, his, uh, grabs Perrin's hand. Aww. Which I thought was a nice little, nice little thing, uh, but yeah, that 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 was Sarek. Well, Patrick, oh. this is the part of the podcast where we rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek. We set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, that comes up in the queue. You give it a watch. We set to stun. And if it's horrible, avoid at all costs. We leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think? I'm gonna say set to stun. Mm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad episode. Uh, if you'd notice that this podcast was a little shorter, it's because not a lot of stuff happened. A lot it. of long dialogue. A lot scenes. of long dialogue. We just kind of cut through just because, uh, you know, wasn't worth 
mm-hmm. hashing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it is important to see, at least for me, just because I have never seen Sarek before, and he's apparently an important character. Uh, you get to see a mind meld for the first time, mm-hmm. at least in TNG, which I didn't know anything about. And, it, you know, it does that thing where it kind of explores uh, people's relationships a little bit. It was just kind of boring, though. You know, it's a bottle episode. It can be hard to do those. Mm-hmm. I And like I said earlier, I didn't really understand what the stakes were with this conference. I just knew that it had to happen. It's like, well, you know, sometimes that's not really enough for me. I'd like to know, like, yeah. what is at stake specifically for me to be invested in this? But on the other hand, there were some great scenes. Bar fight scene, that that was a classic. <laughs> um, more gifts of the bar fight scene. Oh, yeah. We need more gifts of that. And I did like, you know, the kind of espionage, basically, at the beginning, where I thought that Sark's assistants were just bad guys, but it turns out they were just covering for their boss. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's an understandable thing. Mm-hmm. I thought the goo was the bad guy. I thought the goo was the bad guy, too. No, a lot of red herrings in this yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like it when that happens. But, you know, it was just kind of kind of meh otherwise. So, mm-hmm. yeah, got to be set to stun for me. Agreed. I'll give it a set to stun as well. There were a lot of scenes that went for a really long time with a lot of dialogue. Right. Which I guess explains a lot of television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. And then the whole thing with Mozart, that whole scene was pretty long. Too long. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay, cool. He could have started crying in the first song. Right. You know? Yeah. Get to the crying. <laughs> I want to see him cry. <laughs> no, I just don't know. I don't. There was too much filler. There was I a lot I, of air. That's all. Besides that, good episode. Some really interesting stuff. It was great to watch Patrick Stewart do his thing. Oh, yeah. Um, the bar fight, amazing. But yeah. th- there's two scenes in that that were really great. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Patrick, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, just our Patreon. I'm, I'm going to keep plugging that because yesterday I think we recorded a pretty good uh, original series episode. We did. Which, if you give us $5 a month or more, up to you, you will hear us recap a couple original series. Uh, it's a very different show with yes. a very different feel. Uh, I'm kind of getting into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Though, yeah, I mean, the last episode we watched wasn't great. You'll hear us gab about that a, a little bottle more. episode as well. Another bottle episode. But I don't know. I really like the aesthetic of like 60s sci fi shows. Can we start calling them ship in a bottle episodes? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah uh, so check it out at patreon.com. Slash Patrick, and I also want to thank everyone that does support us. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what's out there. Beaches, hot sauce. Beaches, hot sauce. Beaches, hot sauce. Hot sauce, peaches, hot sauce, peaches, hot sauce,